0: Detonation in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Talking Poker Radio for 2007 is on the air. I'm your host, Robbie Robb. I know, I suck. The thing is, I'm having trouble coming up with original content for this show. Most of what I report about has already been covered ad nauseum on the forums. I know that a lot of you out there really enjoy the show, but I'm not terribly happy with it right now, and I'd really like to be happy with it. To do that, I'm going to need to come up with more content that isn't just rehashed forum posts. Part of this is my plan to continue with interviews of forum members. I've had a couple people step up and offer to be interviewed, and I'm definitely thankful for that, and I will be taking them up on the offer. I've dropped the ball on that one. Rest assured, those interviews will be coming in future episodes of TPR. Okay, now that I've got that out of the way, let's move on with some good news. January was a pretty decent month for forum members all around. It started off with Kern's 10th place finish in the Moneymaker Millionaire Free Roll. He outlasted 17 others to take home a rather sizable $20,000 payday. Combined with the 16000 he took home from being on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, Rich had a most excellent month. While still in Aruba, the forum was represented by not one, but two excellent players. Both TP and Booby Lover played in the main event, having won their entries courtesy of PokerStars. Wes managed to hold on long enough for a $14,000 payoff, but unfortunately Mark's sacrifices to the Poker Gods were apparently rebuffed and he finished around 400th. The good news is that he was happy with his play, it was just the cards that didn't hit. But those aren't the only winners we've had on the forum this month. End of month results aside, a couple other forum members had excellent months as well. Light Fungus outlasted a field of 831 players to win an $11 tourney on stars for a none too shabby $2,000 payout. The other big winner was Mayhem, who managed to final table not one, but two tourneys in the same week. Actually, it was the same tourney on Mansion, just different nights. He also had a tenth place finish in a third tourney there as well. Needless to say, the biggest news to rock the poker world this past month was NetTeller no longer willing to do business with the US players. While some people may still hold to the adage that the sky hasn't fallen, it certainly has dropped quite a bit. There is so much fear, uncertainty, and doubt floating around out there about what's happening with NetTeller and, more specifically, the American players' money they have, that no one knows exactly what the hell is happening. The latest rumor, seemingly unfounded, is that the US government has frozen the accounts of the NetTeller members. A number of factors seem to point to this being entirely untrue, but again, no one knows for sure. Nobody really knows what's going to happen in the short term regarding online poker, but I encourage the listeners to remember this very important fact. Prohibition never works. A semi-related question. In the 60s and 70s, American draft dodgers fled their native land for the Great White North. The 90s and aughts have seen a few American military head north to claim, thus far unsuccessfully, political asylum. My question is this. Will Canada become a welcome safe haven for poker players wanting to play without government interference? Of course, realistically, we know the answer is no, as Canada is often little more than a fetching boy for the whims of the US politicos. But it's still nice to dream. That said, at the moment there are no plans in Canada to mirror the US Department of Justice's move, so until there is, we do happen to have a couple extra rooms to rent in Casa de Robbie Rob. Plans are seemingly afoot for another Talking Poker Forum Heads Up Challenge. There is a thread on the forum for those interested. If you haven't seen it or haven't indicated your interest, jump in and step up. I know that if I'm not working, I'll be there. January was also a good month for poker on television, with the debut of NBC's Poker After Dark and the return of GSN's High Stakes Poker for its third season. Poker After Dark runs at 2.05am every night except Sunday. The format is a six-person, $20,000 buy-in, winner-take-all, sit-and-go that wraps up with the Friday night, Saturday morning show. The Saturday night show is the Director's Cut, which, unlike real director's cuts, doesn't really show anything new. It really should be called the abridged version, or Poker After Dark, Cliff Notes. It also represents Shauna Hyatt's return to Poker TV as the host of the show. Unfortunately, her role seems to be little more than a brief appearance in each show interviewing the players at various points throughout the game. The show also features the disembodied voice of Ali Najad providing voiceover commentary throughout the match. In the initial episodes, Najad really seemed out of his league and his attempts at humour seemed forced and simply were not funny. This past week's episode seemed to find him a little more comfortable with his role and he wasn't nearly as annoying. I think, initially, he was trying to style his commentary along the lines of Gabe Kaplan's in High Stakes Poker. Unfortunately, what works for Gabe does not work for Najad. The players themselves have been absolutely priceless. Between Helmut's infamous blow-up during the inaugural week, Jamie Gould's donkey-like play, and the Unabomber's unorthodox table manner when up against Esfiandari, it definitely makes for some entertaining poker television. However, as entertaining as Poker After Dark is, it still can't match the entertainment value of GSN's third season of High Stakes Poker. Season 3 features a lot of the previous season's players coming back for more including Shiki Negranu, Doyle Brunson, Daniel Alai, Andari and others. It also welcomes to the table WSOP Jackass, Jamie Gold, Phil Ivey, Paul Wasaka, and many more. During the most recent episode, Gabe Kaplan also sat down and played, swapping spots from the Grano who headed up to the booth to do the commentary. Apparently, Mike, the mouth Matisau, wasn't too thrilled with Daniel's comments towards him and his play while in the booth and called him up. Daniel writes about it on his blog at fullcontactpoker.com. The nice thing about season 3 is that the producers told the players to knock off the prop bets they had going on last season. This is a good thing, as there definitely seemed to be too much attention being paid to the prop side of things last season. As with past seasons, the poker played here is fast and expensive. It's not unusual this season to see a multiplayer flop with five digit pots. While Poker After Dark is good, it's still got a ways to go to topple the king of poker TV, high stakes poker. I had originally intended to do a little rant this episode about exactly how bad of a player Jamie Gould is. Anyone who has watched him play on Poker After Dark and High Stakes Poker already knows this. He was playing hands that he had absolutely no business playing in. Repeatedly. Hell, my little kid knows to throw away some of those hands, and he's not even two yet. And then there's his overall attitude. The way he holds himself strikes me as extremely cocky and arrogant. Smarmy is also a word that comes to mind. Not that I'm sure it's really a word, but it seems to perfectly describe Jamie Gold. Of course, the guy used to be a Hollywood agent to the stars, so I guess that's where he gets the whole weasel thing down to a tee. Regardless, the sooner this guy goes broke, either by losing his money at the tables or in the courts, and leaves the poker world, the better off it will be. Man, even Bodog's already dumped him as their spokesperson. Bodog. The bad boys of the poker world. And they don't want anything to do with him. That should speak volumes right there. Hmm, I guess I did rant a little after all. Well, that about does it for this episode. If you guys have any ideas at all for future episodes, I'm all ears. If you want to record a segment, go for it. Provided that it's poker related, I don't see why it wouldn't make it to air. Also, if anyone out there has any songs that they have recorded and are willing to put them out for the listeners, let me know. The only thing I ask is that it really is you doing the singing or playing in it and that you have all the necessary permissions to pass along. Well, until next time, this is Robbie Robb. Good luck at the tables.